Welcome back to your home inspector training. I am Garth Haslam, the home medic. We've covered a number of subjects in the roofing category. We've talked about asphalt shingles. We've talked about metal and tile and shake shingles. I want to cover in this segment one that's perhaps not so near and dear to my heart, and that would be flat roofs, especially tar and gravel. We're going to be covering like polymer, EPDM, membranes, liquid rubber, that sort of thing. And I also want to just discuss how interfaces and flashing will affect a flat roof because, again, you're going to be expected as the home inspector to wander up to any home, regardless of what shingle type it may have, and be the expert on that shingle type. This training, of course, will get you to somewhere near kindergarten level. You're going to need to do your own research based on the snow loads and the wind types and the you know all the factors that may occur in the area that you'll be inspecting in. Whether you're in Texas or North Dakota, of course, there will be very different types of roofs, but you're going to need to be up to speed at some level on all of the above. So, tarring gravel roofs are almost my least favorite. Of course, uh, my stomach sinks when I walk up to a house and I see a shake roof. You know, it's almost one of those things where I can condemn it from the beginning, from looking at it at the sidewalk if I see a shake roof. Not always the case, but much of the time. Next worse would be a flat roof with tar and gravel. Now, the reason why tar and gravel roofs also put a certain amount of pit in my stomach is because they are so unpredictable. It's pretty much a 190X sort of a technology, and it's actually very similar to an asphalt shingle. But what's going on is you do the tar, and that is the water barrier. But the tar, of course, is very much subject to chemical change from the UV rays of the sun and heat and that sort of thing. So the idea is that to protect the tar from UV rays, you're putting gravel on top. This works and looks great on day one right after it's installed because the gravel hasn't been pushed around and the tar is in great shape. But as years and windstorms and water and ice all begin to age that roof, it becomes very unpredictable. Part of the problem is that you can get up there and you can see that 99% of the roof looks great, but the 1% that you may not be able to see might be what's going to leak the day after you leave the inspection. So you want to make sure that your client is very clear that a tar and gravel roof is unpredictable. And even if you can't see a problem today, that doesn't mean it's not going to be a problem tomorrow. Quite often, a homeowner will have maybe a leak, let's say, above the kitchen space, and they'll go up and they'll maybe use their foot and push some gravel over that area thinking that they're fixing something, and of course, they're not fixing anything at all. They're just slowing down the additional aging of an already failed sort of a roof system. So make sure you put those red flags in the air when you're on top of a tar and gravel roof, especially with your client. Get your client up there if they are comfortable doing it. You know, obviously don't get a client to do something that he's not comfortable with, but make sure that that message gets clearly communicated. So when the gravel goes, now I've seen in a number of homes that maybe uh, the home might have been originally well installed, but quite often you'll have gravel that leaves. Sometimes when a tree or branches actually sweeps the gravel away, 
And then, of course, those same branches are going to damage whatever's next, and that's going to be the tar. So if you see a tree area, that's something you're going to want to look for. Quite often on a tar and gravel roof, you'll see where there's maybe ponding. And, of course, that needs to scare you a lot. There will be drains that are supposed to be there on the roof. You want to make sure those drains are actually in a low spot and they're actually draining the flat roof. If they are not and you're getting water ponding in another area, you know that's just ugliness waiting to happen. So you need to make sure that the client is clear on that. Interfaces and flashing on a tar and gravel roof. You've got chimneys and wall interfaces and plumbing vents. And every one of those needs to be carefully managed and inspected to make sure that they're not going to be water running down any of those interfaces. Of course, the way to make sure that that's happening is to have flashing, you know, especially against the plumbing vents and chimneys, etc. You will probably see the use of roofing tar. If so, it needs to be in good shape. And you need to make sure that the client understands that it needs to remain in good shape, not only today, but for the next thousand years while they own the property. They need to understand that that is a likely source of a leak unless they stay on top of that sort of a thing. Okay, then you've got what I consider to be a better sort of a roof. Let me go back. I did an inspection where I noticed as I was driving up that a number of the homes in the vicinity of the one I was inspecting were flat roofs. It was about the middle of the inspection, and I was talking to the client out in the middle of the street. Not that that was typical, but that's where I was at the time. And this neighbor walks up and just starts talking to me. Well, I didn't invite him, but we were talking about the roof, and he launched into telling me how tar and gravel roofs are the only way to go, and anybody would be crazy to do anything else. At this point, another neighbor walked up, heard the conversation, and said, yeah, my tar and gravel roof that you talked me into is leaking today. That put an end to that conversation. I was able to get back to my client. On a side note, don't let things get in the way. You can gently or perhaps ungently, to the extent that you need to, disinvite people that just want to hover, especially sellers. You don't need them around. They're going to just make it difficult for you to provide the best service for your client. So, back to the Palmer roofs. You have any number of flat roof sealants. The EPDM, the membranes, the liquid rubber, the stuff that you can squeegee out over a roof. Basically, anything that is going to be UV resistant that has the minimum number of joints that can fail. The fewer joints, happier I am. Happier you should be. And I'm not going to get into each of those, but you'll want to look at those and make sure that the coving is good, meaning, again, the interfaces between flat roof and maybe chimneys or plumbing vents or whatever it may be. They're going to actually run that membrane up to some extent so that you're not going to have water running down that interface. Again, Those sorts of locations need to be well-maintained, inspected often. For me, often could vary, but I'm going to say that generally twice a year, maybe spring and fall, just to make sure that the homeowner knows what he is doing. Tell him that if he is not comfortable inspecting those himself, that he needs to make sure that he has in his budget enough money to hire somebody else to do it. 
you want to take another close look at tree branches. Anytime you've got a flat type roof, if you've got a membrane, the last thing you need is tree branches to wear that membrane off and then cause those sorts of problems. Watch the seams carefully. Let's say you've got a membrane roof and it's the kind where they lay maybe an eight foot wide sheet and then they go next and lay another eight foot wide sheet. There will be some amount of overlap, but there better be, otherwise that can go wrong and that needs to be written up. You want to make sure that there's enough overlap and that's going to change from one material to another. Make sure the overlap is consistent and well sealed and even with all of that, make sure that you're clear with the client that those seams are where that roof is going to fail first and that he needs to make sure that he pays close attention to those. All right, we've talked about tar and gravel roofs. We've talked about polymer and EPDM and membrane roofs and rubber roofs. In other segments, we've talked about metal and tile and shake roofs. And then in a segment of its own, we've talked about shingles, asphalt shingles, and what to look for there. We've also talked about other roofing issues like ice damming and trees. And, of course, all of the above have their own interface and flashing issues. This all brings you to a very basic level of understanding. You're going to want to make sure that you understand what roofing changes there may be. For example, if you live in Vermont, it's going to be a lot more cold, and you're going to have roofing modifications that occur there. If you're in Arizona, then you've got to deal with extreme heat, and you want to make sure that the roofs are all much better vented. Of course, in Vermont, you got to have venting too so that you don't have ice damming issues. In order to do that, besides listening to these, you can go to my website, homemedicusa.com. Notchi.org is a very good site. It will be very helpful to you. And of course, you can talk to other home inspectors. This is the kind of homework that you need to do. Make me proud.